Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. And understand. So the persecution is a tool he uses to distract you. So you don't focus long enough for the word of God to be absorbed into your spiritual system and equilibrium. Because every advancement in the kingdom is a product of the revelation of God's word at work in your heart. And if the word does not dwell in you richly, it can affect your life. Did you hear what I said? Listen to me. Prayer takes the word and releases it into your heart. But when you don't give enough time to meditate on the word, all we do, you meditate on your struggles and your trials and your challenges. You know what's going on? Satan doesn't want that word to get inside you. So whenever any storm shows up in your life, brothers and sisters, remember this. There is a word Satan is trying to get your attention away from. Maybe it's just what you just heard in church and the devil doesn't want you to understand it. So he will heighten the tension around you so you will shift your focus from the world and begin to try to solve the tension and in trying to solve the tension, you'll be like matter. you worry about so many things. But Mary has chosen that one thing. Do you know the best thing that can happen to you? Look at your neighbor. Say hearing the word. Meditating on the word. Believing the word. Because the word is God himself. So I remind you this morning, as we begin to look at how to identify and dismantle the wives of the enemy, you have an adversary, the devil. is looking for opportunities to shift your focus from God to all other non-essential things. So be aware. Hallelujah. Say with me, say, I will resist steadfastly in the faith. I will resist the enemy steadfastly in the faith. I will resist the enemy steadfastly in the faith. Alright, so we started looking how do we identify and take down satanic wise. What do we say satanic wise are? They are lying deceptions. Everybody say lying deception. What is lie? A lie is anything that is untrue. Is that not so? A lie is anything that is what? Untrue. Everybody say untrue. Something that is untrue means it's false. It's false. It's not true. Then the word deception means to mislead. Everybody say mislead. To mislead means to shift. To shift from the truth to a lie. So when we say the wiles of the devil, we're talking about the lying deceptions of the enemy. Say amen. All right. Ephesians 6 verse 11 and verse 12. Can we go there? Ephesians chapter 6 quickly. Verse 11 and verse 12. You can put that on the screen. Please pay careful attention to what I'm about to say. We started these last two weeks or so. And we're looking at every believer is involved in this warfare. Nobody can fight it for you. You have to fight it for yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hello. Even though I pray for you, you still have to fight for yourself. Because me, I have to fight for myself. 
The enemy will come and hit you on different fronts. You must know how to stand. Did you hear what I said? Look at your neighbor and say, you must know how to stand. Look at your neighbor and say, you must know how to stand for yourself. Because that day when you stand before God in judgment, you will not hold your wife, you will not hold your son. You will not. We all came to the earth individually. Are you hearing me? So whatever we do while we're here is to serve assignment, but you must know how to stand for yourself. Okay, Ephesians 6 verse 11. He says, put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So what is the armor designed to do to enable you stand against? The putting of the armor. Mind you, the armor itself without putting it on is of no benefit. A gun that has bullets that they don't fire, is it a good, is it relevant? What makes a gun effective when it's shot? So if you have a weapon and you don't use the weapon, is the weapon beneficial? No. It didn't say the armor of God automatically gives us victory over the wives of the devil. It says no. It says when you put on the whole, not some, the whole, two things there. It means we can put on the whole armor of God. Say amen. I said say amen. Now stay with me. Say say amen. We can put on the whole armor of God. And when we put on the whole armor, what will we do? We will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And, and hear me, this is very powerful. It tells you the warfare is with dealing with what? The wiles of the devil. Our warfare is not just with Satan, demons, and darkness, the operations of darkness. Yes, we'll wrestle against them, but the wrestling is over on this, the wiles of the devil. The lying deception. Because verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in where? In the high places. These are satanic formation. Or you could use a simpler word, the kingdom of Satan's army. These are demonic spirits. Each of them is assigned on different levels to advance the mission of the wiles of the devil against humanity. Am I making any sense? Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. <laughs> say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. <laughs> I rounded up last... Um, last Sunday by saying that the purpose <coughs> the purpose of the wives of the devil is to attack the minds of men by programming it with disobedience and rebellion against the ways of God. <coughs> Can they shift this for me? Let's just shift it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So we said the, uh, the, the purpose of the wild of the devil, Satan using the wild of the devil, is to program men's mind with disobedience and what? Rebellion against the ways of God. <coughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, good. Our warfare is centered on dealing with the wives of the devil. 
Our wrestling with the demonic, which is Satan, demons, and the works of darkness, is over the wiles of the devil. Please pay attention. Our wrestling is not because the demonic is powerful. <coughs> no. Christ has defeated Satan, demons, and darkness. Say amen to that. You saw in the word that Satan has been defeated. Is that not true? Say with me, say Satan has been defeated. Say Satan has been defeated. Say Satan has been defeated. Are you sleeping? Now say that. Say Satan has been defeated. Someone say that. Say Satan has been defeated. Glory be to God. All right. Now, Christ defeated Satan, demons, and the operation of darkness through the cross. And he said, because of the victory of Jesus Christ, we are positionally higher than Satan, demons, and darkness. Say amen to that. Amen. We are higher. Why are we higher? Because the Bible says we have been raised and made to sit together with who? With Christ. Where? In the heavenly places. Somebody say amen. amen. Say through redemption, I am seated with Christ. In the heavenly places. Now, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, And hath raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That word, together in heavenly places, is very powerful. Go to Ephesians 2 verse 6. You see, when we got born again, the Bible describes our being saved like a resurrection experience. We died in sin, but we were resurrected anew in Christ. Say amen. So the Bible says we were quickened or made alive in Christ. A new you was born. The old you died. So even if your body looks the same, you are not the same. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. The ultimate of our definition and expression of manifestation is the book of First Corinthians. Even though you are new, you are still old. That's an aberration. That's not possible. You can't be new and old at the same time. You are either new or you are old. But the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, what is he? I didn't hear you. You know what a new creature means? A new person. Say, I'm a new person. Now, even though you are still in this body, you are new. Someone say, I'm new. What is new? It means you don't have a history. You don't have a past. You didn't hear what I said. Who, who you were? That old you Satan manipulated and used died. And the Bible says you've been raised. Come on, somebody say glory. glory. Say I have been raised. The word raised means you have been elevated. Somebody say elevated. elevated. And raise up, up together. So the day Jesus rose from the dead, in the mind of God you rose. It's called identification. Everybody say identification. identification. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he wasn't just dying. You died too. When he was buried, he wasn't just buried. In the justice of God, you were buried with him. Did you hear what I said? When he rose from the dead, in the justice of God, you rose. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. And when he sat down, in the justice of God, you sat down. 
You didn't hear what I said. Now, now, listen. This is where the struggle is. The struggle is in your mind. Because your mind is used to your old. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Did you hear what I said? Your soul, not just only your mind. Your soul is used to your old. It's used to your old history. Your mind, your will, and emotion is used to your old. And the problem with your old is that your old was born and sold into sin. Satan was our legal father at one point in time. But the day we got born again, that old me died in Christ. Say amen. And a new me was resurrected in him. Are you hearing me? See, but, but we still struggle because the only connection Satan has to your past is in your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's in your mind. And what he has used your body to do. But now that you are in Christ, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world anymore. But be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. What is the renewing of your mind? The renewing of your mind is that the new you came with Potentially with the mind of Christ. You are born again to think like Christ. Say that. Say that again. Oh, say that one more time. Say that one more time. Say I'm born again to think like Christ. Say I'm born again to function like Christ. I'm born again to see like Christ. I'm born again to reign like Christ. Born again to be like him. Hallelujah. That's who you are. So now your mind needs to be retrained and renewed into the knowledge of your new you. But the devil has some history in your mind, knows as your unrenewed mind, some lies you've acquired. And that's where the wise of the devil comes in. The wild of the devil is to maintain those old mentalities. Those mentalities that probably has told you certain things about your personality and about your person and about who you are and has no reference to Christ. Those are where your struggles are. Because there are some of you, you still claim certain attitude, personality trait that has nothing to be with the new you in Christ. They are expired, but you are still holding on to them. How many of you know that expired thing is bad? I went to buy a vitamin C supplement yesterday in one of the pharmacy. And as soon as they give me, I, I'm, I'm the son of a nurse, a retired nurse. One of the things she'll train you is that if you buy any medicine, check the expiration date. So I turned it. When I looked at it, it's a vitamin C and uh, 1,000 milligrams and it's expiring November. What is today date or yesterday date? Eight. And you are buying something that is expiring in, and they're selling it. So I told the lady, I said, this thing is expiring in November. Ah, she, she said, but sir, we still do, um, we still do, which one is Retail. I said, what do you mean by that? She said, we can count 30 tablets for you. Eh? So you can take 30 tablets before the expiration date. So we sell, she's trying to sell me something that is expired. One of the things they tell you about a drug, once it's a month or so, to the expression date, it, is start, it has started losing its potency. Is that not so? Yeah, that's true. Some of you are running with expired things. That's why your spiritual equilibrium is not functioning well. Some expired thoughts about you 
about where you've been and the things you've done. You are yet to come into the uh, reviewed, upgraded, and updated you in Christ. You are yet to come in contact with that. You are still running with the lies of the devil about your past. And so some of the things they told you about your family is still a problem for you. They told you about your foundation is still a problem for you. What your father did 20 years ago is still a problem. Satan is still telling you that you owe an allegiance to what your father did 20 years ago. That's a bloody lie from the devil. The Bible says in him, we have redemption. Somebody say redemption. Galatians 3.20 says he became a curse for us. Glory be to God. He became a curse so we can be redeemed from the curse of the law. Tell anybody, I'm not under any curse anymore. But the curse will work and hurt you if you believe you are still under them. That's why your mind needs to be upgraded into the mind of Christ. Say amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the old mind tells you you have a temper problem. No. But the new mind, the state of your mind, is your mind renewed to your royalty status in Christ? Or is your mind still infantile when it comes to who you are in Christ and still an adult with regards to the things you used to know? That's where the warfare is. Because the devil knows this. That the day you come into the understanding of your royalty in Christ, he's lost the battle over your life in that area. And there's nothing he can do about it. So what does he do? He keeps to, he wants you to stay at that infancy level by administering lies in form of wiles to keep you hooked and stuck on the things that will not allow you walk in the liberty wherewith Christ has given, made you free. Are you hearing me? Let me say this before I round off. Yes, we still wrestle as believers that even though we have advantage through our union with Christ, we still wrestle in warfare. The Bible declares that this warfare is with dealing with the lying deposits of the enemy in the mind known as wiles. When you got born again, your mind, your will, and your emotion did not become new like you. you. They, there's a process to the salvation of your soul or your mind. When I use the word soul, you are not a soul, you are a spirit. See, I'm a spirit being. But you have a soul. And that part, the salvation of your soul is a process. James 1 says that. The saving of your soul. And that saving of your soul is true what the Bible calls a renewing of the mind. But, but, but please hear me. We all acquired. Let me show you one scripture now. Stop. James 1. Quickly go there. James 1. This is what the battle, the warfare is over. This is where witches and wizards are fighting over. See, Satan will use all kinds of... Um, Special effect to give you a wrong impression. But the warfare is basic and it's about this. James 1, everybody. James chapter 1. Are we there? James 1. Are we there? James 1, verse 21 to verse 22. I can read more, but for time's sake. But basically, verse 21. Everybody, what did he say? James 1, what did he say there? Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Two things there. Filthiness, naughtiness. Superfluity means overabundance. When we got born again, our mind had already acquired filthiness in form of the unrenewed mind. The unrenewed mind is filthy and the unrenewed mind is naughty. Do you understand that? Hello, 
have you noticed that the day you got born again, you didn't stop thinking bad thoughts? Hello? You are born again, you, in fact, you don't smoke a talk for six hours. Then you now stood on the road, and you now saw somebody that you don't like, and you saw a car coming, something push out. Has that happened to you before? Where did it come from? It's on your renewed mind. That part of your mind that is still yet to come into the knowledge of your new you in Christ. We all have it. We acquired it. If you understand this, you will not play with reading the Bible, hearing the word of God, coming to church, praying in the spirit, because these are parts of the process that can renew your mind so it can save it from the lies of the devil it has acquired. Write this down. We've all acquired lies from the devil. Because there's some ways you are thinking right now that is not your creation. There are some ways some of you are thinking that is the source of your frustration right now. There are some ways you are thinking that is the source of your frustration right now. The way you are thinking. And your struggles come from what you think and how you think. We've acquired filthiness. Did you see that in your Bible? Look at it again. Wherefore, lay apart of filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's darkness. That's that. You are no longer dark in spirit. You are not light. But there are some dark places in your thoughts. And that's where the warfare is fighting you over. There's some dark places in your thoughts when it comes to your finances. That's why you struggle the way you do. There are some dark places in your thoughts when it comes to serving God. There are some dark places in your thoughts when it comes to prayer. That's why you struggle to pray. That's why when they announce prayer, something inside of you resists it. When I mean something, it's the way you were thinking. You were being brainwashed by sin not to see prayer as a delight. Superfluity of nothingness. But what will save us? What did he say there? Receive with meekness. What is meekness? Humility. See, meekness simply means you realize your need for the word. Tell your neighbor, say, I need the word. See, without that meekness, you will never change. Look at the number say change is not automatic. Yes, everything we need has been given to us in Christ. But without meekness, we are not going to receive it. Do you understand what I mean by that? Because meekness says, I need you, Lord, and I need your word. Because without the word, we cannot enjoy the inheritance we have in Christ. So, yes, in Christ, you are free from Satan's dominion. But if you don't acknowledge what the word says in that area... Even though legally you are free, but experientially you are still going to be under bondage. That's why after we're born again, not everybody is automatically enjoying the best that God has for them. Why? Because meekness must be engaged. What is meekness? Number one, it begins with your will. Tell anybody, are you willing? The fact that God has done it doesn't mean you want it. Is that not true? What is meekness? Realizing I need it and I want it. The fact that you need something does not mean you want it. You need what Christ has done for you, but it doesn't mean you want it. Ask your neighbor, do you want it? Because I found that not, 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 not many believers want to be free. Why do I know that? They, 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 they claim, they believe, and they know what Christ has done, but they don't want it. They are not ready to meditate on the word. They are not ready to pay the price on the word, praying in the spirit, meditating in the word, because if the word is going to change you, brothers and sisters, you must get ready to walk the word. Paul told the Ephesian church why he was about to lead them in, in um, Acts 20. In verse 32, he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, 
which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among them that are sanctified. The fact that you have inherited doesn't mean you want it. Some of you, you are holding more to your fear than your advantage in Christ. You are more afraid of the devil than what Christ has done for you. You have more faith in Satan's ability to harm you and in God's ability to protect you. That's what makes it so. You cannot receive without meekness the engrafted. That word engrafted one means the word is already set. Everything that needs to be done comes with the word. Once you receive it, the word will set your soul right. Say amen. The engrafted word which is able to do what? Save your soul. Look at the number and say your soul needs to be saved. Say, say that. Say with me. Say your soul needs to be saved from the filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness of the flesh. Yeah, rise up on your feet. Glory be to God. We'll continue. We're going to take this further in second service. So if you want to know where we're going, we're going to make sure you'll be part of the second service. Quickly lift up your offering. Your time is off. Father, we thank you for the word. We pray that these words would take root in our mind. Dwell richly in us. Renewing our minds, our will and emotions. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.